0: Five hundred thousand chimps have to die. How many chimps are there? I don't know. I don't know. But in this world, you know, we'd have a whole plantation. We'd breed. We'd be growing the chimps. Yeah, yeah, for this purpose. Breeding. Yeah. Welcome back to Open to Truth, a podcast all about exploring big ideas and discovering truth together. My name's Clint. Hey, I'm Tony. Welcome back. Uh, Today, I'd like to talk about. Organ donation. This is a good one. Donating one's internal organs.
1: Yeah. We, when when you first brought this up to me, I didn't know off the top of my bat whether or not my license indicated that I was a donor mm-hmm. or not. I have no issue. At least at this stage, remains to be seen as the okay. conversation gets teased out. But I was surprised to find no indication that I am a donor, which makes me think: was I asked and I said no, or was I just never asked? I don't know. But it's not an issue I've thought about a ton. So
0: okay, keen to dive in. Do you have any like? pre-theoretical... Like, a, do
1: I come to the table with a stance?
0: Yeah. I, you, so you view it as a good thing? Yeah, I think to so. To give one's organs upon death?
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. I do. All Thanks. things being equal. Like, okay. I was surprised to find... I can't imagine that I would have said no had they asked, do you want to be an organ okay. donor? Because, yeah. again, it just it's not going to bother me. You know, it's not my problem. I can help someone when I'm not here. Right. At no cost to me, so...
0: So what I like about this topic is not necessarily that it's particularly poignant. I don't, I don't think it's made the major news cycle. It's not in the zeitgeist right now. No, no, yeah. it's not. Um, but maybe that's maybe that's a good thing. Mm. Get our minds off of some of the <laughs> stuff that is in the zeitgeist. Yeah. yeah. And to prepare us for when maybe it inevitably goes that way. Mm. Um, inevitably. Uh, sorry, it'll come back around at some okay. point. I All think. Right um particularly since at least what i was reading about on some of the major uh donation organizations um the the problem is increasing rather than decreasing
1: scarcity of organs available yes,
0: yes. due to actually increased technology of prolonging life people are living longer and the organs are failing yeah and, we're, right. and, okay. and and we're and we're creating ways to keep people alive in the midst of organ failure.
1: So could, for example, this is maybe a dumb example, someone who might have typically had a heart attack at 50 now has the, they go to the hospital, they survive the heart attack, live till 80, but now their liver's going and they need a liver transplant. Like they're living longer because mm-hmm. our technology's been yeah, increasing. Yeah. But now we've got, we're kind of trying to patch up a sinking ship with duct tape, mm-hmm. you know, because these
0: things, are, these people yeah. are living longer. So a few facts... Or, well, let's just say assumptions that we can use throughout the discussion. Like, Mm. we're not really gonna question these. One is that uh, organ transplantation is a generally successful type of surgery. Mm -hmm. Like, it provides most of them succeed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's cost effective when it is treating someone in organ failure, and it's actually not very cost effective for someone that's not that makes sense when so, would you do
1: a transplant if someone wasn't in organ failure
0: i don't know like if you just notice some problems oh, like with, a
1: preemptive yeah yeah okay not like a uh what that, do they call elective it's pretty
0: expensive yeah. to do right, right uh so just if you start to notice a little bit of problem with an organ yeah. it's suddenly not cost effective there are other strategies that make it more cost effective. and can we
1: just can we just acknowledge for a second how crazy it is that this is a thing that happens right at all like, I know a guy whose heart is someone else's heart. That's mm. what's beating in his chest. And he has to take these meds so his body doesn't reject this foreign heart, which is just crazy that That's... someone figured that out. Who, I want to know who the first person was to think, let's try a transplant Yeah, <laughs> and have it be successful. Do you know?
0: I don't know for no. sure. No, I'm not certain. Very gutsy move. I'm sure there were some failed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, throughout the ages, I'm someone sure. had some bright ideas and, and then, didn't quite just kind of put it in there.
1: Well, I know. <laughs> Hope mm-hmm. it works. You know? Sew it back up. <laughs> but then, like, yeah. And then, even once they did successfully, like, attach, I don't even know how it works. I'm no. going to, but attach all the arteries or something. It's definitely not a biology anatomy podcast. No, no. Even then. They're like, yes, successful patient wakes up. Two days later, his body's rejecting the transplant. It's like, oh, well, we didn't account for that. Mm -hmm. Now we have to come up with, what, anti-rejection meds and figure that whole thing out. Well done, whoever did that. Well done.
0: Yeah. I'd be remiss. I feel like I need to say this almost every time now, but I'm I'm not an expert in this area. (laughs) I don't know all of the details. I'm sure there are some little factoids and statistics that would help me become even more informed. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't think that precludes me from talking, at least at a high level, the philosophical, ethical considerations regarding it and just having an honest conversation about it.
1: You know, we've said before it's not a teaching podcast. Maybe it's a learning podcast. Mm. Maybe that's what it is. Ah. That's what you and I are trying to do here. Right. Really? That's why I'm having these conversations.
0: I've done a bit of legwork to try to speak intelligently about it at all. Right. But of course, there's more to know. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, wh- I discovered quickly that my. Bioethics textbook on organ transplantation was a bit outdated. (laughs) It was written in 1998. Okay. And was describing some things as experimental that now commonplace are commonplace. Wow. Um, Which, in fact, is one of the uh, other data points that we'll kind of be assuming, and that most of the transplantation, at least for our discussion right now, let's refer to the routine ones and not experimental ones. Yeah, sure. And so that would be. I think kidneys, liver, heart, pancreas, intestine. These are the routine ones. That's right.
1: An experimental would be like head, which I've read about. You read about this guy? I would not,
0: no, that would, I think that would be very yeah, brain. That's, that's right as experimental as it gets. Yeah, it's yeah. a head transplant. For Someone
1: sure. either is going to try it or did try it. I don't know. Right. But I do remember <laughs> reading an article about it.
0: Uh, and the fourth one is that organs are scarce. Uh, there are more people that need them. Mm -hmm. the supply or the demand is higher than the supply
1: now is that in your limited maybe research that you've done is that being offset at all by 3d printing synthetic organs do i need another person's organs or are we at the stage with technology where it's like give me a bionic heart give me a mechanical liver
0: yeah good so um we can we can talk about that i'm Mm. sure that, that is a strategy to solve the procurement yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah. Now, to, also to be clear, there are a lot of, um, like I would view that as a non-moral sort of yeah. reason for why it's scarce, and I want to dig into more of like the philosophical or moral hang-ups okay. that are causing it, because I think, for, at least for me, those are more interesting. Yeah, I'm, of course, interested in there being bionic. A solution to the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but that's more of like just is the tech going to arrive and how close are we so i'm not sure but there are uh, yeah there's a number of factors that contribute to scarcity that are non-moral in nature let's say uh the big moral one would be uh consent and yeah do are (laughs) people consenting to donate their organs upon death or living donation is a rising trend i think if i'm getting this right 40% of last year's kidney transplants were by living donors really, and not dead. You get paid when you do that? Well, good. We'll get into um, commodification as well but in a moment. But there are other... So just so you know, it would not be the case that just because we changed our consent laws, the moral consideration of who we take organs from and when, Mm -hmm. that would not solve the problem very well just because of the nature of the beast... Yeah. Uh, it depends on the manner you die. So I read that less than one percent of deaths uh, w- yield harvestable, transplantable organs. Less than one percent. Yeah. You basically need to die in a hospital. Yeah. So like, I mean.
1: And so the, so yeah. there's
0: this uh, the urban myth of it's. A, I think it's an urban myth that. I'm, I'm not going to be an organ donor because if I get in a car wreck and I'm kind of like half alive and they see on my driver's license he's an organ donor, he has a niece that's on the list so he won't provide medical care. I mean, that's such a fringe case to begin with. But if you're in a pretty bad car wreck, I mean, you might – the chances of that
1: – Being salvageable. Right. It's very, very Very low. slim. Yeah. So uh,
0: geographical, I mean, someone that would be a match. It's not just like any old kidney can go in that's anywhere. That's right. It's, like the doctors of old surely tried. Yeah. yeah. There are biological reasons. Oh, this blood types are a thing. Right. Okay. Exactly, man. <laughs> yeah. So the type that's like, and we have all these protocols about who's next on the list, and they yeah. might be in Texas, but the person died in Ohio. A lot of reasons why the scarcity problem exists. So even if we tweaked our laws about who we ask and when we ask and where consent is, it doesn't fully solve the problem. Yeah. But other things we'll look at
1: may that is interesting. I didn't think about that. Less that's lower than I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Less than that was surprising to me. And is that sorry, is that less than one percent of death? You're saying less than one percent of deaths result in yield salvageable, retrievable organs, yield retrievable organs. Yeah, I guess if you've got I don't know how it works again, I'm not a doctor, mm-hmm. but if you've got a pancreas that's ridden with cancer, yeah, maybe you don't want well, that think, liver. And,
0: and there know. are a like, lot, I mean, like when. Old people pass away. I mean, it's an old liver. Yeah. That might just be on its last. They're many years. The whole system's kind of on its last leg. Yeah. yeah. So there's whole biology reasons that we can't get into that I don't know to fully explain that. But yeah. Interesting. So we'll kind of assume all of those moving forward for the discussion. Um, Just took a few notes here. So let's look at, uh, let's think about. Yeah, the, the procurement side of this. How do we, to shore up that scarcity issue, uh, how do we get more organs into the hands of people that need them? Mm-hmm. Uh, different uh, countries and some states have different laws on the books. Can't get into all that. Keep it at a high level. There are different ways of tracking consent. Here's the, here's the highest like philosophical principle, I think, that we can wonder about. And it's that it seems like we should get explicit consent from a person to uh, utilize their organs. I can agree with that. That seems. But maybe. Well, hold on. Maybe. Let's... It seems that way. At least for you as you sit in that chair right now. Yeah. You would want to be able to give your consent for someone to right now take your organs. That's right. It gets, uh, it gets trickier when it comes to your dead body. Uh, cadaveric yeah harvesting
1: i so my intuition says i don't have any rights once i'm dead i am not you know so how can i have how can i have rights i'm more inclined to think Mm. that maybe my family has some rights about where my body goes or what happens to it Mm -hmm. and so
0: do you feel the same way about your possessions
1: uh, like I have a living will, you mean? Yeah, there's yeah. the
0: notion of a will that we have. It's a legal concept that we use, where right now you could allocate where you'd like the items to go, and that's respected by our legal system. And it's not—it's not like because Tony is not, as you put it, yeah, that it evaporates. Like the locus of the rights holder is now empty set, mm-hmm. and so we do not res- we, we do respect them. So do why you, not?
1: Is it? Like, um, is legally upheld. Wills, living wills, are never violated by those I mean, who carry out the.
0: I think it can be, and that now we're getting into complicated stuff about yeah who would sue and how often her case is taken up. Yeah, what level of control? There's arbiters or executors of wills. Yeah, and how much power do they have? I don't know all of that, but yeah, man, I think for the most part, relatively secure type of thing. Otherwise, we wouldn't have them. Yeah, no one enough. would trust them. I think you need good, uh, I think many wills might be poorly done and that leads to Complication discrepancy in how it's and so up. you get public opinion, like you get a disgruntled uncle yep. that says like, oh, they didn't care about his will and that has gotten out into the ether. Yep. But it could have been a poorly constructed will. Right, right. Fair enough. Divvy up my assets. Okay, well how? You know? <laughs> Should drug addict Billy get the, yeah. an equal share? Because he's yeah. going to spend it all on crack cocaine. So there's Stuff that comes up, but... Yeah. What's what's of interest a little bit here is, do you have any posthumous interests? So you don't
1: have to... After you're dead, you mean? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I, well, I personally don't give a rip what happens to my body when I die. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say that. Well, that, but,
0: well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, though. That's interesting in the topic of organ donation. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like you might not agree with that. Like, like you, I actually
1: do want it to go to a good purpose. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, you don't just not give a rip.
1: No, yeah. No, you're right. I should qualify that. If well, it, if my body can contribute to some good, that'd be great. I will not be offended, though.
0: If, like, your family overrode your will. So, let's say that in your will or at the driver's or the whatever, when you get your driver's license, they ask you, do you want to be an organ donor? And you say yes. Yep. Would you, it's funny to ask, but would you be offended if your family were to override that? Override that. that? Well, I'd be dead, so I wouldn't be offended. But But as you sit here now, like uh, the counterfactual. Yeah,
1: I mean, I guess I'd want to know their reasons. Presumably I had good reasons to say this is what I want my organ to go to. Yeah.
0: Perhaps they cite religious reasons. Someone's been really interested in Egyptian religion and there they embalm the body and they put the organs in the little vases to take with them to the afterlife. And It's a shame. I'll say it's a shame. <laughs> okay. I don't know how offended I am, but it's a shame. It's a, okay. it's a damn waste. So right now, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure in the U.S., we are in an opt-in system. Your consent for what happens with your organs is not presumed by the state. Right. Uh, Nobody's
1: would- coming to harvest them when I die, unless at some point... I have opted in.
0: Which is consistent with uh, a general ethos of liberty Mm -hmm. uh, that you have personal autonomy over your body and decide whether and where it goes. You're not being forced into making any decisions. If you want to go out of your way and put yourself in the system to donate organs, you're free to do so. That's the system we have now, and it has led to this status quo we find ourselves in of people, but there's a shortage. There is a shortage. A Again, shortage. other things contribute to the shortage, mm-hmm. but more, absolutely, more people would get organs if everyone donated that died. Yes. No doubt. Yep. And so that puts pressure somewhat, right, on the view, on any view, rather, that allows for someone to not donate their organs.
1: Yeah. Like, Does that make sense? Yeah. Like,
0: Thus, why not do this good thing, right? So there's different. Here, here are some different ways to address this issue. Let's say, okay, instead of like forcing people to go out of their way, how about like either at a driver's license moment, like that is uh, stitching it with some bureaucratic thing that most people have to do. Yeah, most people get driver's license, so we'll ask you then, or maybe we'll find another. Clever, maybe at the voting booth. Mm-hmm. At some point, when people do civic d- things, it comes up. We will ask you. Mm-hmm. It's a mandated uh, choice. Like you have to choose: Are you going to donate or not? And what if you refuse to answer? <laughs> well, it would. Yeah, um, you'd be fined. Right. On this, on this view. Yep.
1: You're describing an opt-in, a mandatory. No, no. This no, is no. A,
0: this is an alternative view. This, oh, this would be a way. Sorry, sorry, I missed a step in the logic. The the sense was, look, people by mere inertia don't go out of their way to do this thing. Most people do want to be organ donors, Yeah, but like you're saying right now, you don't even know for sure. Apparently, I might not be. Right. Even and
1: though if you had asked me, I would have said, yeah, I probably and so, am.
0: And you probably are not going to go out of your way to do it. Wouldn't it be great if someone just asked you along as you were going about life, someone asked you and then you could just give them your yes. Yeah. So that's that's a, that's a proposed solution to the... That's an alternative to the opt-in system. Yeah. Let's harness people's predisposition to want to do this anyway. Yeah. And ask them at a certain point in time. And I'll, most will probably say yes. It turns out that this has been tried really? in Virginia and Texas, I believe. I forget the years. I think... I want to say 2014, but that might be wrong. Uh, this was tried... And people were flustered a little bit by the decision, and they, they got more no's.
1: Oh, people didn't... It was too weighty to just come up with on the yeah, spot. Yeah, so
0: they're worried about it for some of the urban myth stuff we talked about. Really? And they said no. So the mandated choice actually garnered more no's than the people who instituted it thought initially. That is surprising. Mm-hmm. And in New Zealand, I read that Why? intensive care professionals uh, disregarded the signals on whatever card the person was carrying cuz they were conscientious objectors to a choice that it wasn't genuine consent oh, like you wow. just like while someone was trying to get their driver's license you're like do you want to be an organ donor they like oh, they were uh, pressured yeah. into it yeah so the doctors didn't didn't honor it mm-hmm. kind of jeez
1: that I'm surprised to hear that that is yeah and you're saying people's main reason for saying no you said urban legends like the thing of If I get into an accident... I'll get worse medical care. Yeah, they won't treat me as well so that I die and then they can take my organs.
0: Basically, yeah. Man. That's that's surprising. Uh, And confusion over... uh, A big point of confusion, I think we might get to it later. I don't know if we will, but... Is... I don't want to go into all of it, but the definition of death. Uh, Oh, yeah. And now we're trending more toward higher brain. Yeah. Lack of function as a definition of death that freaks people out. That's confusing to them. Like you still have a beating heart and yeah. working body, still breathing. Are you gonna just call me brain dead and take my organs? All of that is playing into the sphere that you won't get proper medical care, and so mm. we won't donate. Meanwhile, it's interesting. It's, I think it's it's a cool topic because there's a confluence of it's a real world, world thing. Mm. It's happening in real time. Many of us, like you mentioned, you know someone with one. Mm-hmm. With a transplant, I think most of us probably do. I think it's widespread enough. You, yeah. you likely know someone, or at least you, uh, you may not know that they have had a transplant, but you probably know, you know someone. someone who does have one, right. secretly. It just hasn't come out. Yeah. Okay, so that's mandated choice. Yeah, uh, that maybe won't work. What about presumed consent? So this is would be an opt out system. Hey, uh, we get the sense that a lot of people are like. Uh, once they were aware of the different factoids that we laid out at the beginning, like there's a scarcity problem and you confront them with stories of people that are losing loved ones because through no fault of their own, sometimes through their fault of their own, Mm -hmm. are having health problems with their organs. If only they could have this organ, people would be on board. But they get freaked out if you pressure them and they don't go out of their way to do it. So let's just say, actually, it's an opt-out. You're all already in the system and now you can go out of your way to opt out if you really don't want to donate your organs. Won't fault you for it. Hopefully, we'll train the little ladies at the desk to not raise an eyebrow at you. You won't incur any social costs. Mm-hmm. But you'll, you'll be legally allowed to opt out of this program. How does that strike you?
1: I reckon that I'd have a hard time. It depends how upfront and transparent a system like that was when it got pushed through government. You know, Mm -hmm. everyone would need to know. Why? Well, you would want for it to be. uh, Yeah, let me think about articulating Mm -hmm. it right.
0: Because it's a, again, like it's a cool topic. It's like applied. We're applying our ethics. There are these higher ethical principles at play between like personal autonomy and rights. And also like there's a greater good to be had. Yep. You don't need the organ.
1: Right. I'm imagining somebody who might be Like a conscientious objector, for whatever reason, they don't. They would be someone who would opt out. Who, if I'm imagining how they would feel if they found out one day that everyone has been opted in, and now they need to go and opt out, Hmm. but it was like they never really consented to the opt in. Exactly. You know what I'm saying?
0: So the the worry here is uh, you don't get explicit consent, Mm -hmm. which is at the very beginning that first principle I mentioned. We should get explicit consent from people to utilize their organs. The opt-out system, although it seems really powerful in generating procuring more organs, comes at the cost of explicit consent. Explicit consent. That's why it's sometimes called a presumed consent. But you don't have someone writing, signing, like, "I yes, I want yeah.
1: this." Yeah. Yeah. Are there any countries out there doing this? You know, is this happening anywhere?
0: Dunno. I don't know that for sure. I don't think so.
1: But Yeah, I'd be curious Maybe. if it's been tried.
0: Uh, when I was learning about this for the first time back in 2008, the term was routine harvesting. Yeah. But uh, now it's usually called conscription. But basically this is another alternative, which just says, um, I don't care about consent at all. Uh, we are going to take them upon your death. You don't own them. You're no longer a thing that has rights. There are people who need them. We will take them, just upon death. Just
1: upon death, you forfeit your rights to your organs once you're dead, and they immediately become property of the state. Is that right? That's right. Okay. I
0: mean, does that how does that strike you? Yeah, strike.
1: I'm thinking through how that could turn ugly, or. Or like which parts of the body belong to the state does the whole body belong to the state just the usable organs i would hate for example Mm -hmm. if i had a family member who passed away suddenly upon their death that body is property of the state and and that body i don't know the worst case scenario is people come to your house take the body and do whatever they want with it now that's not normally how it would go you'd be in a hospital and it would probably be before the funeral they just take the organs out nothing so gruesome but Mm -hmm. the idea of the government having a claim on say my son's body if i was to experience something tragic like that Mm -hmm. uh that'd be horrifying you know there's something about like
0: there is something like um yeah i'm just reminded of our conversation earlier with mm -hmm. friends online like That obviously the viewers aren't privy to but (laughs) making me think of even if even if done well and like the whole program succeeds yeah there's something off-putting about the limiting of my liberty the kind of the yeah infraction that like they own your son's corpse yeah like what who is they you know yeah 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 Hmm.
1: that that troubles me that's kind of a nightmare scenario though like I'm sure that's not how it would actually play out.
0: But, of course, this view gets the most organs. I
1: bet. I bet it does. Yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, do, do I own my son's body?
0: Surely not. Mm-hmm. Does anybody? That's Now, what's interesting, how about, let me lay this on you. So, maybe if we just, uh, this might be unfair, but let's try to describe what's happening in that situation at a more general level. Uh, there's a someone else is at a disadvantage of some kind, or it's in trouble, and it would be really great if they had something that belonged to you, and so the state is going to claim that thing that's yours and give it to that person who needs it. Yeah. Now, (laughs) there's some precedent for this, and it's called taxation. This kind of already happens in a way, at least any kind of system that does redistributive policy, which most Western countries do, including the U.S., and so we tax and give out welfareist type of benefits to those struggling or less yep. fortunate. We kind of already are doing this, so why not do it with with organs as well? Mm-hmm. A little organ and, tax, and and that one seems even not as bad because you're dead. You don't. You're alive when you get taxed. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. they're taking goods That's away right. from some of
1: your life force away. But once you're dead, now what about what about financial incentive? Okay. You called it commoditization, right? Yep. Earlier that, because I reckon that would get people going while they're alive. Like, okay, I have two kidneys. I can sell one for what? How much does a kidney go for? How much would you want for a kidney for your kidney, your left kidney? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. A a lot. I would want a lot, a lot.
1: Yeah, heaps. Like you'd want enough to retire. You just want to be done. That's it. I would want to that ensure that to
0: I would be near the top or pretty close to the organ transplant waiting list. Oh, in case you have need In case one. my now single kidney fails. That's
1: interesting, yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure that's part of most of the living donor rules. Like which you have you can a little stake, into. you can yeah. Q-jump. Um, commodification is an interesting suggestion to increase procurement, right? I mean, I might. I might... If it was enough money and it was an organ
1: I didn't need. Mate, I've already given up a few of them. I Mm -hmm. can give up a few more.
0: So let's just say right now it is illegal. uh, 1984 National Organ Transplantation Act.
1: Oh, this Uh, is a black market only
0: activity. Right now it's a black market. So which some proponents of the commodification have said, hey, look, it's happening already let's bring it bring into it into
1: the, the light and out of the shadows so people aren't getting drugged having their kidneys harvested and then left in an ice bath like in all the movies that's right yeah
0: yep oh my gosh yep which mm. hey there's something to that yeah the the here are the three principal arguments for why you would make it into a commodity yep one is the saving lives argument saves more lives we'll get more organs this mm-hmm. way I don't know. We don't. We can wonder whether that's true, but that's what people would say. Yeah. The next one would be, uh, just our personal autonomy. You have the right to do with your body what you will,
1: and you have the right to do with your money what you will. So if your sick wife needs a kidney mm-hmm. and you are loaded, and I have a spare kidney that I don't need, seems like we should be able to negotiate an exchange there to where we both walk away happy. I now have money. Your wife is healed. Hooray. Maybe it gets weird with like the wealthy then being able to jump the queue, like that probably is already happening, but like, yeah,
0: that's known as the green screen, okay, and it's just a a little term I think this uh, philosopher Ar- Arthur Kaplan came up with to describe this is already kind of in our system people with better health care have more access to or people with more money transplants, have, particularly yeah. when you look at it globally, it's unbelievable right. How wealth so can money already really going to help you, yeah, in that sense. But this seems a little bit more direct, yeah. Um, it's not just that you happen to live in a so what's the issue with that? What's and the third one would be this kind of interesting. Mm. The third argument in favor of it is another precedence argument, which says, Hey, we kind of already uh sacrifice our bodies for money. This is the risky work argument. Oh, so we pay Alaskan fishermen. What's that? There's a show, um, uh, Ice Truck is or whatever it is. Oh, but for fishing, there's some yeah, show right. out there. Um, I don't blanking know on it. Yeah, but it's like extremely dangerous. But you work for like five or six months and get paid one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. So you're uh, risking your body. People risk life and limb and have died. And
1: well, we have. I mean, we have plasma and blood donations that mm-hmm. are financially incentivized. Yep. And those are obviously renewable in a way that a kidney isn't. But that's right. Still.
0: So those are all three hmm. in favor of this view. I
1: might be in favor of this view. Hmm. Is there some obvious reason I shouldn't be? Some big problem this leads to that I'm missing? Why should that be illegal?
0: Yeah, and, and, and also just to buffer the case even more, uh, any all the proponents are saying that we should limit it. It should not be total laissez-faire free market on organs. So almost all the main players in this space say... We should limit the pool. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, we should should limit the collection and distribution of organs to isolated geographical regions. So you can't get them from India. So uh, out of worry of this argument about exploiting those who are way less fortunate. Sure. Because there's a whole bunch of people... In third world countries not India's one, yeah probably parts, parts of, it of it yeah seem like it yeah. um, who would sell their kidney for fifteen thousand US dollars right which is pennies yeah for what you probably could get with it yeah
1: if you know so they'd be taken advantage of
0: yeah so so there anyone who's saying commodification is good is saying let's limit it to ge- geographical area mm-hmm. um, and that you don't it's not like eBay where you sell it to the guy who needs it. Right. Rather, it goes to a centralized source who yep. then is... Respon- who like is, an exchange uh, for yeah, organs. Who is subject to the normal ethics of the waiting list. Yep. So you can't sell your kidney to the really urgent family and grease them and make them spend $200,000 on the kidney. Mm-hmm. You sell the kidney to the bank. At market price. And, yep, and bank gives it to the next person on the list. Yep. And the person next on the list, there is this market price that... Everyone pays,
1: but it would be illegal for you and I to arrange a private sale and buy on past this the
0: bank. on on most proponents of making it a sellable thing. Yeah, and right now, like as we sit here, that we would, cannot. We can't do that. Yeah, that's right. That's that's interesting, man. Now, what you can do, uh, which let's circle back to living donation, which this would be a version yeah. of it, right? But altruistic living donation. Uh, There are, I think, I want to say the number was 21% of the kidneys. Yes, something like that. 21% of the kidneys are through these kind of trades. So, Mm. uh, like, I have a family member whose spouse was a match and donated the kidney. Okay, so that's not a trade. But what can happen is... My spouse could be a match for this other person's spouse, and their spouse can be a match for mine. And you can network like an eight way trade. Yep. And you can skip the list. Everybody wins. Skip the list. Wow. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Yeah. But that's something that we've allowed. And now we're tiptoeing into allocation who gets the organs, whole ethical discussion there. Yep. But we've allowed that to trump other things. Are
1: there things that can disqualify you for to be a recipient of a donated organ? Like if it's, I ruined my liver by drinking too much. Good. Like self-inflicted.
0: Um, or,
1: think- or is it just doctors have a duty to care for whoever comes in, no matter what the reason, and they're going to provide the best care possible. Like, like doctors don't, I mean, that's how it works right now. Doctors don't treat based on, did this person make poor choices? It's like, no, this person is, needs medical care. I will provide the care. Right.
0: If, um, yeah, I mean that happens in that case. Yeah. But for the organ donation, I think there is a resurgence of people worried about this in regards to like let's say alcoholism or Mm -hmm. smoking, and how that is unfair to discriminate to where you would not get an organ were you an active drinker. Mm -hmm. Um. For some reason, I have, I feel like I've anecdotally heard stories of that happening. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't get the organ or he's not able to get on the list yet due to not having uh, abstained right. from alcohol, let's say. Mm-hmm. If you have a diagnosable, like your liver, liver is failing due to cirrhosis, alcoholic cirrhosis. I'm
1: remembering this now being a plot twist from, or not a twist, but a plot point from Scrubs or something mm-hmm. where there's some debate about, giving this organ to someone who's just going to ruin it with alcohol you know Yep. when there's a dying kid who needs it or something yeah
0: but the guy is higher on the list he's been waiting longer yeah yeah so yeah, it's super fascinating and again we're kind of asking more questions than we are solving anything mm-hmm. but i think they're kind of enter- uh like entertaining to think about not the, it's a, somewhat of a morbid topic yeah. but um kind of get our philosophical ethical to think about it. juices flowing so what are some considerations? Uh, you might say right at the, off the bat, the person who needs it the most should get it. And that seems pretty intuitive. Triage. Yeah. But that's not always what can happen. I mean, due to different reasons for the scarcity, maybe there's not one close. or
1: Yeah, well, and I imagine people's level of needing it is something that shifts on an hourly mm-hmm. basis, you know, the level yeah. of urgency and stuff.
0: But then peop- I think a lot of people would also... Think, yeah, but the person with alcoholic cirrhosis might need it really badly. Yeah. And maybe this guy that just it's trending toward organ failure, uh, but doesn't have that problem is lower on the waiting list. What if he ends up missing out on an organ? Yeah. Through no fault of his own because of this guy got in that position due to his choices. Yeah. And now the recent comeback with kind of our shifting uh, definitions and characterizations of what a disorder is now we're getting alcoholic disorder a- mm-hmm. alcoholism as a disease
1: right right and now is, if oh, that's he's, the case he's had this first sickness of alcoholism that led to this other sickness of his liver being ruined mm-hmm. yeah so why
0: are we discriminating on what you're just you're uh, you're i guess you're falsely attributing something to raw free choice agency yeah that mm-hmm. isn't that's a whole Discussion too. Yeah, I have an age. Intu- I was
1: gonna say I have an intuition that I would want younger people to take priority. What
0: well, like can you? There's uh, maybe not much to drill down. But yeah,
1: I mean, it, it just seems like they haven't had as long of a shot of a life.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: someone who's you know older, hey, you've been here for a while. Give someone else a turn, you know. Uh, so or there's a yeah, there's a, a fairness in terms of revolutions around the sun or something that mm-hmm. they've had. So.
0: Now, I don't know if that and and to bring it back to full circle with our commodification, how tempting is the you can afford it? Does that trump any of the ones you mentioned? What do you mean that in terms of where you end
1: up on the list? Like you shouldn't be on the list if you can't afford it.
0: Yeah, like so. There's I need it. I'm a child. um, What was it? The other one whether or not i drank or not and then my fault can i afford it because on the here's here's one issue on the here's a reason to not do commodification sorry you had asked that yeah one reason is some people argue it would just absolutely decimate the altruistic market
1: nobody would donate no one free no one would donate if you could sell it for a few hundred grand or whatever
0: yeah yeah I don't know and so the question is does it really increase procurement or not or the people who are going to donate now just go and get paid for it right yeah
1: i think it would increase there'd be people who would not have donated mm-hmm. who once they hear there's money available go and do it for sure
0: and okay so in that world then i mean someone who's like really right-leaning when it comes to taxation is going to be even more worried about this mm. Likely because such things would be like so. The cost of the kidney who's eating that cost? Yeah, like so. The who can't afford it question you might just say, Oh, the state affords it because they're going to pay for it, and let's do the single payer health care system. And just the government will pay for organs and bill it to the tax to the tax tax. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know offhand the raw numbers of what that would do to everyone else's health insurance, but it will go up. Yeah, right. Or like, or well, on the single payer system, maybe that wouldn't be the case, but we're in this hybrid one. It's strange. <laughs> but it's there are knock-on effects of just, of the state then paying for, here's a new cost. Yeah. The money has to come from somewhere. Right, right. You can't just print it. Yeah, well, even well though you can. <laughs> you can, but. Yeah, but that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other issue. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: It must be so stressful, hey, to be on the list and like waiting. I haven't had to deal with what that's like. Mm -hmm. I bet that's so stressful. I can't appreciate it.
0: The average wait time for a kidney in, I think my data was 2014, was three and a half years. Three and a half years. It's our current wait time. Yeah, that's a long time if you've got a sick family member. There are, this is according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, or and then the Human Services Organ Procurement and Transplantation Network. 123,000 patients are waiting for a transplant. Wow. Across all the different
1: kinds. it's a lot. Which ones can you give while you're alive?
0: You can give kidney. Kidney. You can give lung, I believe. Testicle.
1: Sure. Is that well, an I organ?
0: I don't think we do that yet. Can you donate that? <laughs> I don't th- or do they just remove I not- them? I didn't read that. They just remove them and chuck them away. That's what happens. Yeah. Usually because they're festering with something. <laughs> uh, portion of liver, portion of pancreas, portion of intestine. Portions of things. Mm-hmm. Liver can grow back in many cases. Seems
1: like a good thing to be doing. Maybe. Are you a donor? I am. On your license. Can I see it sometime? Doesn't have to be right now. Oh, I believe you. Okay. I just <laughs> want to know what it looks like. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. There's a little heart. Okay. On it. Yeah. Good At least I remember I remember seeing a little heart on there when I first got my license. Yeah. I'm sure. Make sure they haven't opted you out or anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I I don't know what to make of the commodification thing. There are There's some arguments that are trading on like it's a barbaric practice. It's not something we should be in the business of. Let's just let's not do it. Let's find other ways. This is the absolute last resort.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. It seems like a miracle of science that we even have it as an option to save lives. So why are we limiting? Yeah. Well, especially given that like what concerns do you have about commodification of organs that you don't have about commodification of plasma or blood or Semen, or
0: because so a a big sperm, a big argument sperm. is the risk. Uh These are these are risky things to be doing. Um, it's not very risky to donate blood and yeah semen yeah. and plasma. They don't call it uh, semen donations. That's why I was
1: laughing. Oh, it's a sperm bank, like sperm donation. They oh, don't okay. call it semen. It's not the fluid oh. that the sperm swim in. Okay, fine. Yeah. Just yeah. a little too sure specific. I guess.
0: I've also given them. <laughs> They can keep that as well. <laughs> I've, I've given it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So it's it's riskier. Like you're getting put under. You're, it's, yeah, sure. It's it surgery. Is, it is riskier. Uh, so um, people see, people worry about – it's these consent people, that and maybe I'm one of them, that are, get really concerned about whether you're violating it. Like can someone ever really give their consent for this thing? Uh, does money just confuse the whole consent operation?
1: I, it's not clear to me that it, it is does. Is it
0: coercive that like the only reason you'd really even do it is because you're in financial trouble?
1: I could see that. I could see it causing desperate people to, like you're, th- to you're take you're greater enough, risks.
0: You're well enough off, you don't need to do it. Right. So you're not. Why take that risk to your health to die in surgery from... How many people are dying, man? I mean, I... I don't know the numbers. Just personally,
1: like, I've had a lot of surgeries. I really trust surgeons. I do. Mm. I'm not worried about it.
0: It happens. People die under anesthesia. It does. Yes. Yep.
1: It does happen. Mm -hmm. Some people die in surgery. How many people die during routine organ harvesting? I guess it's not routine, but like an organ transplant. How many people die during a living donation? I'm not sure. I have to imagine that would be very small. What I'm wanting to know, is there any... There, your complaint is just the whole activity is a bit more risky than giving blood. Mm-hmm. So, we shouldn't put, it, put money wrapped up in it. But to me, it seems like, well, risk and reward always go hand in hand. Getting, giving my blood is slightly risky. And I'll get like 20 bucks, 25 bucks or something yeah, yeah. if I do that. But If I'm taking on the risk of going into surgery, yeah, I should be compensated for that. But mm-hmm. I don't see philosophically why you could be okay with one and not the other. If the scale is different, but the principles are the same.
0: Yeah, yeah. And frankly, I don't, I think, well, the commodificationists would fire back and say, the consent problem of risk remains for living donation on an altruistic model. Mm -hmm. They're just not getting anything. Right. It's even worse. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And again, that accounted for 40% of the transplants was living donation. So we really don't want to. I don't think we want to be too hyper consent oriented and lose out on all those donations. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Now here's another one. Mm. Wow, wow, wow! I forgot to mention this. See if I can find it. Oh yeah, the three, con- the three conditions for consent for a living donation. Let's kind of dig into this. The person has to be, it has to be voluntary. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, informed, and competent. Okay Meaning uh, you are a well-functioning mind of age. Okay? Here's some tricky ones, uh, where there have been six let's see. there's only been six kidneys donated by non-competent living donors in the from 2000 to 2015. This That's is the not case many. That's, yeah, but it violates our consent, yeah notion. And this is the case of a child donating their kidney to their sister who's dying. Right. Interesting, man, isn't it? Yep, yep. So they're, they're classified as non-competent actors. They're not yep. of age. Or mentally handicapped would count. Yep. So imagine where the sibling is, has Down syndrome and, and they're and, a and minor.
1: Can they fully understand the gravity of what they're opting into or being
0: asked to do or invited to do? Yeah. The, well, no, that's not the question. The answer is no. They cannot. That's what competence. Yeah. Right. And so, but should we be allowed to do it and violate the consent, or do you do we change what we mean by consent? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Not I tricky. don't know either. That's and so, true. but even in those case, even the cases of competence, so. And to be fair, like I'm pretty sure there are pretty rigorous batteries of tests for each of these three, um, to determine the competency and all of that. Yeah, the yeah. psychological evaluation. Um, in fact, I saw something about, um, oh, uh, what's it called? I'm just going to call it hero pattern or hero syndrome, or if they detect that you oh yeah, like an overactive duty to help. Oh. That can disbar you. Really? Yeah. If they you, detect they think that, you're that you're sick
1: in the mind because of your you're hero overzealous complex, for you've got helping. a messiah complex and you're actually ill. I can disbar you from
0: it. Yep. Wow. So you can't be too
1: keen. Mm-hmm.
0: You have to be like, look, religious reasons are called into question here. What do mm-hmm. we do with those? Like someone says, Jesus told me to give my kidney to a stranger. Um, are are you entering into consent? And I I don't mean to be poo-pooing consent too much. I mean, it seems like we, again, we started with that. Seems really important. Yeah. It. I'm worried about a system that would trample on it too much, but I also want to be careful of not putting on a pedestal and idolizing it to the point where thousands of people a year die from not getting the kidneys that they could otherwise easily get. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So if we, do we let Jesus man just, okay, if you really want to give it and then that guy, like we have to, uh, it may be a, a little bit emotive, but it's helpful to think about. Like, it's a real family of a loved one yeah. who's going to die for not getting the kidney. And if Jesus guy wants to give it to him,
1: yeah, let him. It would save the guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. These
1: are good considerations, man. I haven't thought about all this.
0: And again, uh, we don't have a lot of power to change any of these laws <laughs> or something. But, but it's interesting to kind of keep track of where this stuff is heading. And. The trajectory of medicine, what we think about consent, um, and maybe it, back to the very beginning. Maybe it's impotent. Maybe all of this leads you to like want to invest more in bionic. That's companies. what I was going to
1: say. I have to think technology is going to help us solve this problem. Three mm-hmm. D printing
0: and all. Oh, that. Oh, here's another one, dude. Yeah, that may uh, lead us into another topic. Yeah, in the future, a future podcast, but xenografting, and what this is, that? is this is uh, do dewy- we. Research and harvest organs from animal donors to put in people. This would help with procurement. We could do that. We could use animal
1: organs. In well, ourselves. we don't know. Oh, oh. Do we tiptoe down there? Start combining it would, it would, Frankensteining stuff.
0: It would spell certain doom for many, 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 many primates. It sure would. It's not just chimpanzees
1: like, would. They'd go extinct.
0: We can't just do it on rats and mice. We'll surely start there and dice up uh, thousands of them. But
1: you would have to imagine that the more human like biology is going to be a better match. Because
0: eventually, at some point in the process of xenografting, you need to have like chimp on chimp donation mm-hmm. and understand how that works. Yeah. Because to your point, we get that we need to figure out anti rejection. And okay, so we yeah. know that some of the trip wires and we need a test for all of that. But if you
1: suppose you could, could, would it ever be ethical to take a chimp's kidney and put it in your wife's dying body? Mm-hmm. Does that? Strike? I would not be comfortable doing that.
0: That's so interesting. I don't here. know. I
1: mean, I just as I sit here, yeah. something about that feels wrong. I obviously would not want my wife to die. And who knows what I'd actually do in that situation. Yeah, yeah. I'd be so desperate, I'm sure.
0: Can you uh, tease out why? Well, Is it something more troubling than the human cases um, because of the consent? the
1: the possibility of any kind of understanding on the part of the chimp seems so remote there's oh. like even like jesus guy he he might have misheard and maybe he didn't hear from jesus mm-hmm. but he knows what he's getting into you know chimp has no clue it would just be he's in a lab so far from his natural habitat yeah. he's in a lab getting cut
0: over. and this is know. already at this point we're on we're standing on the graves of thousands of chimps
1: who have just the experiment just getting to this point where we can even do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we, we've we got a discussion brewing and need to do an episode on animal rights anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's probably in the pipeline, but this touches on that for me. Mm-hmm. S- something about the chimp, especially. You just, could get more organs and more people would live. They've got fingernails, man. And
0: ah, like <laughs> they, fingernails. That's oh, a- there's
1: so much like us. It's crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that'd be concerning for me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. some of the literature even, and this will offend some people probably, but some of the literature on it says like, hey, if you're going to draw this hard and fast line on competence, like we're not going to let, like we definitely shouldn't take it from the non-competent. Well, some higher order primates actually have a lot more competence than some human beings.
1: Competence, um, I feel like the word competence has to do with a specific domain competence in what domain what do we mean there
0: uh rationality just mental faculties just understanding
1: and Mm -hmm. okay and your claim is what that some chimps are more competent than some humans
0: yeah yes yeah some severe mental disabilities can render you not as competent as some of the smartest
1: chimps i've seen some of these chimps Playing their computer games, sucking on their smoothies. Right, right. They are smart. Mm -hmm. They're bloody
0: smart. So if you're if the if if we're looking at hey uh, voluntary informed content,
1: it's the informed piece. The chimp can't get there. Doesn't seem like.
0: Mm -hmm. But but that's human consent. Maybe we give another definition of ape consent. And yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah, it is. But it's uh, it's worth thinking about. Like, what if you could? There's one hundred twenty-three thousand people on the list. Yeah, it's a lot. And if uh, if 500,000 chimps have to die. How many chimps are there? I don't know. How many I don't know. <laughs> but in this world, you know, we'd have a whole plantation. We'd breed You'd be them. growing the chimps. Yeah, yeah, for this purpose. Breeding. Yeah.
1: Jeez. I didn't think that's where we'd end up in this discussion, <laughs> talking about... Organ donation. Breeding chimps to you just harvest thought, their like, organs.
0: Yeah, sure. Why? Yeah. W- why? Simple why wouldn't discussion. You? Yeah. Opt in, guys. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, Well, if you found that helpful, uh, I'm glad. Yeah, and I think it's a good thing to think about and pulls on uh, what these applied issues do is they pull on a lot of our different philosophical intuitions and ideas. What is a person? What are rights? What's consent? Uh, to what degree do we violate any of those to get at this greater good that is a real good? Yeah. I mean, people live longer and families won't be torn apart by illness. So I'd love to know.
1: Are you an organ donor? Maybe you're like me and you didn't know. Check your wallet. Check your license because you might think you are and then you look for that heart and you find it's not there. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's something we should consider opting into. It seems like there's some good in the world to be done.
0: And if you like to read about ideas too, you can subscribe to the blog that comes out every week. Open slash subscribe or slash blog. Brilliant. This week's one
1: will be about harvesting chimp organs. It's free. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. You can always get in touch. Write us uh, mailbag at opentotruth.com or leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube. We'll get in touch with you We'd love to hear from you. So uh, we'll see you next time and stay curious.